You even started drinking? Yeah, I just poured a, a glass of uh, Jameson. There you go. I just started not? drinking my Wabat Blue, so perfect. Right. I did, I did my drink last night. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> you got to get one, Tessa. I tried offering her one, but um, she's like, I'm well, good. Maybe, well, maybe I'll get one in a little bit, but I, I did my drinking last night. I, I had You're it. You're probably going to with the conversation we're going to have with this book, so... Uh, well, on that note, on that note, let me, um, let me go grab one. Fair enough. I like it. But just that we get the introduction in and then you can go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Alrighty. All right. So, <clears throat> oh yeah. So we'll show you the awesome setup that we have, Dan, too. We got new mics and a soundboard now, too. Good show, Wait, dude. We're getting distracted. What brand do you like? Is there a uh, brand you guys use? Oh God! What is this brand? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like GE mics or something. I don't. Martin. Know. I can't remember. It's right there. Oh. Moronitz Professional. And a. Nice. Yeah, something like that. As long as you right, love it, that's all that matters. So I can go grab a beer so I can prep myself. Well, I'm trying to, but Dan, you're getting distracting. Just stop it. Okay, Sorry, I have ADHD and it just bounces around and it's not even my fault. <laughs> I ha I have ADHD as well, but nice. <laughs> I, I took my uh, my you know what do you call it dextroamphetamine or your your or, focus uh, pill? <laughs> yeah, my Ritalin. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez. All right, <clears throat> this is gonna be a good opener, I think. All right, anyway, yeah. amphetamines and alcohol. Let's go. Welcome everybody to the episode, oh god, this is already weird because you guys won't understand anyway, but anyway, maybe if I put it in at the beginning you might understand, but anyway, god, this, okay, so anyway, what we were just trying to talk about, is my name is Paul Dosky, and I'm here to crack open a cold one, and uh, I'm here with my lovely fiance, Tessa Baker, and if you guys remember the amazing dude behind the very first interview that we've done to the second interview of Wake Dead. And here he is, back again. Daniel P. Coughlin. That's right, Daniel P. Coughlin. And I feel good. I, arrived. I, pop, I didn't pop a cold one. I got a warm one. It's warm gonna... my stomach up. <laughs> oh, gee. Scotch. There you go. That will definitely uh, open up those uh, veins up even more. Open the veins up, and then we t we all took our amphetamines before the, the the call, and now I think we're just gonna we're gonna talk. Yeah. Exactly. All right, I've returned with beer. I'm ready. <laughs> is it a Labatt Blue? Yep, it is a Labatt Blue. I am ready. Yep. Fair enough. I love Fair it. Fair enough. I love it. 
Now, Dan, um, so we, I don't even think we need to ask about an introduction for you anymore because by now people should know uh, who you are, and if not, well, they got the two-order episode. So we'll get, get down and dirty into this thing, I guess. Um, so anyway, last year when we were actually talking to you during The Wake Dead, we were asking you about the upcoming project, and you actually mentioned that you were working on a book entitled Satanic Panic. Now, at the time, how far along in the book were you last year? When, I, when we were talking, I had a rough draft. But in, in my process, a rough, I, I spend about, like I'll spend a couple months think, like writing out an outline on notebook, paper, and pen. And um, so I, I had that. Then I usually jump in and just like write a whole draft. And it is just like a giant piece of shit. A lot of it doesn't make sense, but it's just, it's all there. It's like a lump of clay, and then I can form it from that. So I had the, the rough draft totally completed, but then I, I spend more time revising than I actually do writing. So I was, uh, I was revising at the time that I mentioned it last time. And oh, then nice. since I found an awesome uh, publisher, Hellbound Books, they're pretty rad. They got some awesome authors over there. James Watt, he's pretty great. He had a book came out last year called Them, which was really, really pretty awesome. And, uh, yeah, they've, they've been good to me. Uh, the audio book is going to come out, too, in a little bit. They're producing it right now while we're talking. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you've been busy, it sounds like, then, Dan. So that's always. good. Always. Well, that's always a good thing, just like we have been pretty busy ourselves. But um, It helps when you've got ADD. If you don't stay busy, I mean, it's just you just start staying busy with other weird things that get you in trouble oh boy i was just about to say like what kind of weird thing like happened if you don't keep your mind busy but yeah we don't need to talk about Cheetos, pornography alcohol <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It. it just it just happens oh boy now dan i know from like you know, seeing Wake Dead and Dip Day and talking to you uh, three times now, I think I've started to finally kind of get an idea of what to expect from you, which is um, when I went into Santanic Panic, I was just like, okay, I'm going to go in an open mind for a minute and I'm going to see what he brings into the table first. And when I first started reading, um, I noticed three things right away. One is we got, of course, you have to have your military role model, as I'm going to call it. You need to have somebody that portrays some type of military thing. And, um, yes. and, uh, what was the second thing I thought of? Oh, you, you definitely got to have that sex in there. <laughs> and then the third one, from what I could kind of tell from where I even am now, we got that interesting twist and that's all i'm going to say really for people that have not had a chance to read it yet but you do have those three things Unless I'm, Fair enough. I'm starting to get figured out here that's okay, yeah though. that's not a good thing <laughs> no i just i just like to write and write and write and the stuff that i write is just it's stuff that i really want to write and it's stuff that i want to read so it's that's 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 me in a nutshell i think that's my style that's my my uh my writing i just i i, I want to make something that i would really like and i've been fortunate enough to have other a couple other people uh like what i write so 
I just am very appreciative of that. But yeah, oh, well, lots of sex, lots of murder, drugs, <laughs> alcohol, nihilism, heathenism. You just got to have it. It's, it's, that's just fun. So, Daniel, what inspired you? That, oh, that, that, that's a good uh, there is There's a real thing. It's called the smiley face killer theory. Um, the Oxygen Network just did a documentary on it. And so basically I was, I was freaked out by this because it happened in and around um, Wisconsin where I grew up. And it's still very much ongoing. And it's, it's a, they think it's a group of serial killers that they go to these college bars and they find an athletic white male. So their, their, their uh, brand of victim is usually very different because normally they, you know, uh, serial killers tend to go towards prostitutes, people that aren't going to be missed. But in this case, they're going for white males that are athletic, and then they drown them and throw them in a body of water and make it look like an accident. And this, they don't have anybody in custody. It's just a big theory right now. And they also believe that they're tied into some kind of a, a cult. And so I did, I, I read about 50 books on this, this uh, theory, and then I did some of my own homework, watched some documentaries, and it's, it's just really freaky, and it was, it inspired me to come up with my own shit. <laughs> and that's where this came from. Wow. Well, it is awesome that it's based on true events, so that's always a plus. I always love and have to dive into either a movie or a book that is based around true events so that's awesome to hear yeah. dude and, just google it. it you'll come up with some freaky stuff the smiley yeah, face uh, devil the smiley smiley devil killer i'll try looking up the smiley devil murders or something we'll figure it out maybe maybe i'll uh incognito my uh c computer so that way the fed don't even know <laughs> <laughs> Well, so I, I like uh, well, I checked my tablet while I was up getting a beer, so I have officially downloaded your book to my tablet. So uh, if I get some free time tomorrow during uh, one of my uh, sitter cases, I will definitely start diving into it. I appreciate it, as I always. You guys are, are awesome, and I'm, I'm glad that we've uh, had a working relationship that delved into a friendship. You guys are just freaking awesome. And it's nice to have friends that uh, we share similar tastes and uh, sick ideas. And I appreciate oh, yeah. that about you guys. Oh, yeah. Speaking of sick ideas, Daniel, oh, you, know, you know, I think Daniel might have. <laughs> He'll it. probably appreciate He'll it. He'll probably most will. Likely, but so guess what? Tessa finally got to see, um, I forget, last Monday, I think it yes. was. A Serbian film. Oh, dude. How the, that was wrong on a lot of different levels. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> did you I watch the unedited version? Ah, uh, yes, I did. Oh yeah. Oh wow. I watched yeah, the I mean, unfiltered, unedited version of it, and P Paul was so proud of me. I did not look away. I did not cover my eyes. I didn't get up and walk out of the room. I sat through the whole thing, and he at was the so end of it, she was just like. I don't know if I'm going to be able to unsee what I just saw. And I just like, I don't no. think you are, but no. dude, that movie is, it's, you, you can't, it's like, I, I, you're, you really can't go out in public and tell people that you like this movie after explaining what it's about. Yeah. I don't know. Like, they just think there's something very wrong with you. 
All right. Yeah. I, can't then, yeah. I can't physically say that I liked it. I was disturbed by it, but it was it definitely. It grabbed your attention, though, right? Yeah. That like, movie really commands your attention. Yeah, oh, yeah, it does command your attention. And um, it's definitely a, um experience. For sure. <laughs> yeah, an experience. They, they do. They they, they cross that line, especially with children. Yeah, they and, definitely uh, cross that threshold, and that's where I was like, "What the fuck?" You gotta have balls to do that because that that could have just you know blown up in their faces, but you couldn't deny it because it yeah. was just, it was an extremely well made film. Yeah, the the, oh, the filmmakers did. They ended up in court, didn't they? I, th- I, I I believe think so. so. I, yeah. I you, they I were interviewed or something by the FBI or whatever law enforcement because there was some really sick shit in there. Oh people... yeah, questionable stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think it would yeah. be um, uh, spoiler alert for people that hadn't seen it. It would probably about the uh, infant that uh, what happened. No, that that thing. The 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 the, the yeah that the, thing. The, 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 yeah yeah. That was one that of the parts thing. where I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And then the ending was <laughs> "What the fuck." <laughs> the whole movie really was "What the fuck," but that was, I know, but those were like the two main things that stuck out to me that I was personally disturbed by, like really bad. And then the rest of it, I was just kind of like. Well, that's the thing too, and you almost when you're watching it, you, you right want now. to be you. You really want to get to the point where you want to turn it off, because you're like, I shouldn't be watching this. This is just one of those things that's way over the line. But the film is actually very well made, so that that doesn't help either. No, and no, so you just continue to watch. And... Oh yeah, it definitely yeah. <laughs> definitely believable. It, it 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 like borderline realism. Yeah. It makes I spin on your grave look like a like a Disney movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, Speaking goodness. of which, did you did you watch the remake and sequels of that one? To the, I spin on your grave. I don't. I I, I believe I have. Um, I might need a refresher though. <laughs> Check those out. Yeah it's, yeah, it's not as bad as a Serbian film, but it's. It's it's the same uh, same sport. Mm. Well, no I children. have <clears throat> I have some suggestions from a friend of ours, Stacy, and she is like, she's like, watch 120 days of like Sodomon and finish watching what, and then she's like, and then she's like martyrs, and I was like, well, I watched almost all of martyrs except for one part that Paul withheld from me. He, like, censored it for, like, I don't know, for because he didn't think <laughs> I could handle it. But pretty much she's just like, watch 120 Days of Sodom and then watch Martyrs all the way through. And then you can turn around and tell any- anybody that you can watch anything because there's nothing that you haven't seen because you've seen the word. You've, you've been desensitized by that point. Pretty much, yeah. And then, the, and then I'm surprised the uh, human centipede wasn't in that with either. But because I've seen the human centipede, yeah, me too. But still, <laughs> I wish that, that one is just—that's oh. another one where if if you actually take the filmmaking, it's 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 done quite well. It, you know, it's just that's that's the the, the magic of, of filmmaking too—is taking something completely unbelievable and showing it in a way that's that it's makes just, people uh, believe that it can happen. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder if there's any copycats that came out of that, like trying to sew each other's lips to their butts. Hmm. I don't who no. knows? Who knows? There's a lot of sick fucking people out there, so that wouldn't surprise me one bit. God, um, God bless every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. Uh, but no, um, uh, real quick, I was going to say, so a Serbian film actually came back into print again because it was out of print for a while because of the fact that it kept getting banned by countries. So, yeah, where did you find it? Because I, I have, I'll let you know, I have 4,000 DVDs at my house. And I, I mean, I have Netflix and all that stuff too. But um, I, I, I like DVDs and Blu-rays. And yeah. I, that's one I just, I don't have it. He found it on Amazon. Okay. It's just right on Amazon, huh? Yeah. Was... I, I remember not being able to get that. Yeah, I, um, I was looking for a cheap version of it. And then this one day... I went on Amazon and there it was for twenty bucks. So I was just like, "Uh, yeah." I'm gonna look it up for Dan like right now. Uh, no, as soon as we're done, I'm ordering that thing. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, Amazon is where a Serbian film can right now be purchased while you can still get it. People Fair enough. Do that. Uh, but right, anyway, I'm on top of that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but to touch on what you're saying, Daniel, about meeting us and meeting you, uh, likewise, because you know it's always, you know when. Tessa and I first got done talking to you, Megan, and Ryan the first time. We we literally thought of all three of you as friends because, you know, you guys were our first interview. I think it was uh, your fir first time together, too, or something like doing a podcast. Or podcast. We got. Yeah, podcast. So, in a way, it was just like a cool meetup and um, just sharing the bond of the first-timers for doing the thing that we are doing exactly like right now. We, we got de-virginized together. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you, and it, it is kind of weird that Ryan is not with us tonight, too, because he's been with us for the past two times. And I remember both of you saying, like, well, I won't go on unless Dan's with me, or I won't go on if Ryan's with me, but I know he's... No. In fact, I had thought about... Uh, like asking him just to call in or if that would be all right because we just we uh we do well together he and i are working on some stuff again too well he's um, not in then <laughs> yeah i, I should have i will next time i i i feel kind of naked without him i I, but, um, I i think you'll be fine i think you'll do fine but um yeah well, i just thought of a film that i haven't seen yet uh -oh. i'm surprised you didn't say oh you're which gonna one this. Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, gee. Oh, I have I have that one. I'm looking. I can I can literally reach out and grab it. There it is. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Did you, did you watch uh, the Green Inferno? The yeah. Eli Roth movie. Yeah. That, that was the same uh, subgenre. Good stuff. Yeah, that was really well done. I thought it, it. That one was pretty long too, right? Cannibal Holocaust. I think. Yeah, it's like an hour. And no, no, no. Uh, the Green Inferno. Oh yes, the Green Inferno is—is is it? Lo you mean like like is it long in in minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's longer than your average. Actually, I, I don't know. I think I think it is, but um, I want to say it is, but yeah. I think you're it, gonna. I, I have no idea. I don't know either, but um, yeah, no. Uh, Cannibal Holocaust is amazing, though. 
Yeah, that was the film that where the people had to go to court to prove that everybody was still alive. So yes, and, and that's that's uh, Eli Roth's favorite movie, isn't it? I want to say so. I'm pretty sure it is. I know he talks about it a lot, and I know that that the Green Inferno was his homage to it. Yeah, and then we just reached uh, last year. We had somebody from Cannibal Holocaust actually passed away too, and I. Already forgot the guy who it was. Crap. I'm holding the DVD right now, actually. Hmm. Wait, no, this was this is Cannibal Faro. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. That's out. Yeah, same, same, same filmmaker. Where is this? Hmm. Maybe I don't know. Is Cannibal yeah. Faro and Cannibal Holocaust? No, they're not the same thing. But they're both Umberto Lenzi movies. Oh, that Italian filmmaker. Interesting. So they're both, yeah. they're both like believable. Uh, yeah. Possibly. Don't go to the Amazon is the message. Leave those uh, people alone. They oh. didn't ask for your help. They don't want it. <laughs> uh, they do want it, but they want to eat you. Oh, God. So, yeah, no wonder why you want to stay away from the Amazon. Yeah, no no wonder. Um, but, yeah, going back to uh, Santana Panic, um, so... You've had it for um, a while, it sounds like, with you doing the research to having a first draft, a rough draft for last year. Um, based it on did. I spent a lot of time researching that. It was the first time I took, well, Ted's score I did a lot of research on. That was my first novel. But this one, I just, I, I wrapped my head around the the uh, serial killer theory that's going on. And, and you know my work. It's, 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 it is what it is, and I love it. It's like B- you know, schlock horror, which, which I love, but, um, I still, you know, I, I, I tapped into it as much as I could. Uh, and then I, I spent a lot of time getting this thing right. And I remember during revisions, I did some, I did some major changes. So there was a lot of rewriting. And then also I, I had a kid about the time I started writing it. So I love that little guy more than anything, but, um, you, they, they, those little, those little people demand a lot of time. So I didn't have the usual amount of time to to write, whereas I, I used to write up for between four and twelve hours a day. Oh, and wow. now I'm maybe four and twelve hours a week. Damn. But yes, I mean it's worth to have a kid anyway. So I mean, you you oh, yeah. home and you're having a great time with your kid anyway. I mean, I I kind of see your post every now and then about you guys going to this place and having fun. So it's always, I mean, I guess. In a way, we all gotta uh, initi- uh, grow up. In a way, like we just gotta grow up. So uh, that speak for yourself, buddy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to grow up. I mean, I still have a kid heart, and I don't care what anybody says. So I do too. It's just you know, you, you can't get you rid of to, that. You have to take care of your inner child. Oh yeah, you people's gotta- uh, people's idea of growing up is. It's kind of lame anyway. I mean, you know, you, 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 as you get older, I guess you stop doing so much stupid shit. But, um, you know, that, that, little, that little naughty 15-year-old never, never leaves. <laughs> and, that, <laughs> and it's so much fun when he comes out. Well, this is how you're going to grow up. You're going to grow up. You're going to become me because that's what I want you to be. So that means you're going to be boring. Okay, so I'm pretty much going to be 
Okay, well, I don't want whatever you're talking about. I'll just stick to what I want to do with that inner child. That's right. And uh, character. Yes, exactly. And speaking of inner child, too, Daniel, is like one episode that Tessa and I want to do in the near future is, uh, I don't know if you ever watched it, when if you were either a widow or heard about it or, or whatever, but uh, have you ever heard of the cartoon on Nickelodeon that was called All Real Monsters? Maybe. I used to watch a lot of Nickelodeon when I was a kid. I just yeah. remember the, the, the school where they had the kids like locked in the dungeon, and then there was always the slime, and read, they had to read the dictionary over and over again. I don't remember the monster part, though. Um, Is that a Nick at, Nick at Night thing? No, it was a Nickelodeon one. It had, like, Ickes Crum and Obuina, but um, if you don't remember, maybe it, it came on... Actually, it came on in, like, 93, 94. So, um, maybe you might... Gotcha. Yeah. I, I know I've seen it then, because I used to watch Nickelodeon pretty religiously. Oh, I know. I used to watch it Nickelodeon. <laughs> I used to watch uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, All uh, Real Monsters, Rugrats, uh, Hang Arnold, all that. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, uh, getting back on the topic too, is, but I just had to throw it out there since we were talking about growing up and keeping the child. Absolutely. Kid but, um, you know, so, so this, so since it was based on the, t- um, the, in, uh, what was it, your hometown, you said in Wisconsin? Uh, it was, um, it wasn't my hometown, but it was it was all these college towns in the state of Wisconsin. Okay. I think the first victims started in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Oh damn! And then they kind of, I mean, they're all over the place now. They're they're popping up in uh, Massachusetts, all over the Midwest, Chicago, Minnesota, and the body count is somewhere around three hundred. So that's, I mean, it's, it's, and the FBI kept saying that it was, it was just all coincidence that this was drunken people falling in the river and dying because that's what it looked like. But then they started, uh, you know, there was a couple of kids that got away or almost got away and then were drowned later on. And then they found a couple of the bodies and found that the, the, the water in their lungs was different from the water composition where they were found meaning that they were probably drowned in a bathtub or something like that and then thrown into a river oh so then they started exhuming bodies and stuff like that and it just it gets weirder and weirder it already sounds like it's weird uh yeah plus i wanted to write something about the occult that's just (laughs) something i've wanted to do for a while you know because that that when you're a kid did that you know you've heard stories about like uh, satanic cults out in the woods and human sacrifices and that that kind of stuff and I kind of wanted to do my own version of that. Oh, and now you did. So it's, it's, I just think for what I've been reading so far, I definitely see now after reading where I am, which is uh, chapter 15, I don't know how many chapters there are and where I am right now in the book, but uh, to the ending, but from you just mentioning the true um, the true event part, I can click it where I've read like where you mentioned in the book, like oh, like the water different than like the river or you know all the stuff you just mentioned. So it's really cool that to see all that come into play in your book, where in the weirdest way you're like shining the light on it, like 
not really saying you um like you didn't really say it's based on true events but it is fascinating of how much true events is in your book so you really definitely did your homework for sure and um, yeah you were always inspired by something something in real life always inspires all of our ideas i think and that was oh, yeah. just uh i think my fascination with that murder case was the basis for this idea yes which was fun now were there any type of inspiration that you got for like the three main characters from which were uh brock brianna and uh lance lance there was just from my my person none, none of the people that they're based off have had sex with each other nor was it uh taken they were just friends that maybe were borrowed from to create the characters okay i guess so they were constructed with some level of uh realistic characteristics but as far as where they go that was all fiction well um well i guess I think. you defer to the erotica novel i guess with the uh three-way that was going on like three times in that book or whatever many times uh it seemed but, yeah um <laughs> how i have a tendency to go that way you know i, I don't I don't mean to, and and I guess if I was writing something where it wasn't necessary, I would lay off of it a little bit. But um, it's just I, I don't know. Maybe I'm a pervert. It's just there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I guess we're all perverts then, because I mean, I I honestly think that where um, without giving too much away, where I am, um, I think it actually fits well with what you were trying to do with how to blend in the uh the smiley the, the, and the, well, uh, the spiritual aspect to it too i think too. to where you know if it, whether you believe or not in a god or in a devil you know there's always the tropes of how does the devil pollute your life or how does he make his way in and ultimately destroy you and i wanted to show that you know through sex often complicates everything it changes a lot of things and it can it can it can be either beautiful or it can you know devastate people's relationships and so i was thinking oh if we're going to get into devil worship and the occult and all that let's show how a realistic version of a satanic thought can kind of destroy a group of friends and then we'll actually take the literal satanic cult and have them butcher people as well so i wanted to kind of meld those two together mm, yeah yeah i mean uh yeah from where i am with chapter 15 i mean i kind of saw something coming but it wasn't quite pinpointed on it but i like that's why i kind of said the twist with um with the three things that i've noticed from you um and you know it, i remember when i was younger and i you know i was a um i was raised in a catholic uh christian home of course and uh you know went to christian school and stuff like that but then i had that yeah up, and then i had that <laughs> I went to catholic school too yeah 
it it got me to open up my eyes more of what really is out there for religion. And, like, you know, I started to do my own research at around, oh, God, 13, 14 years old, I think. And that's where I found, like, Wiccan, Pagan, Satanism, uh, you know, all the other type of things that have been interesting. But Satan, the, the thing that I really like the most is the way people look at Satanists sometimes. It's not always bad it just really depends on i guess who you talk with and like who yeah the well person... if you talk to the, the actual church of satan i don't think that they, they don't really promote violence or anything like that in fact the church of satan they're, they're from what i understand i've talked to a few people about it is that they're they're more about the uh they're more atheists than anything and they just believe in the power of ritual and then there's they don't believe in you know if you want to do whatever you want to do in life that make that makes you happy you shouldn't feel guilty about it so there's yeah. they they want to do away with guilt and then they understand the power the power of ritual before you do something you know some people pray before they go into a meeting and that gives them a little extra confidence boost some people i don't know slam a shot of tequila and that gives them the confidence they knew there's people use rituals to do everything in life some people exactly. eat a toasted bagel before they take a huge chemistry test you know it's just that I, I i think that's what satan is the church of satan is all about it's more human yeah, behavior and less they, i think they yeah, provide yeah, a realistic yeah. version of, of what spiritual is Right, and, and I'm not an they don't, I don't know. Oh, I don't know either, but I just also know from what I've even read it, like, they look at the safety of the of the kids, like, uh, it, it sounds weird to say that, but, like, in a way, they're in a, um, how do they word it? It was like, they want their, your kids to realize they can choose and do what they want to do, like you were kind of mentioning, but they want you to embrace the freedom without having to have um, some religion going to shove down somebody else's throat in a way. Right, or societal so, judgment, which is which can just be terrible too. So, or are you are you a are you a member or anything? I am not. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I am not. I just um, I just read. You've done your homework. Yeah, I do my homework, that's for sure. Yeah, so do I. It's 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 fascinating to me how people can get into that. Yeah. Why right. they get into that. Yeah. But then the answer is usually very, very simple. And there's not a whole lot to it. Which is no, also even but, more fascinating. Like not really to really talk on religion too much too, but it just it brings up a good interesting fact of what I even said too about the whole shoving down religion down your throat thing is, you know, when you really study between the Christians and the Satanists, and you actually read about, like, um, you know, when the war between heaven and hell came, only 10 people from hell were, uh, 10 people uh, died from people from hell, while people from heaven killed, like, 10,000 people. So, 
and they didn't want to even go to war or something like that, as I remember correctly. Like, like, like the devil or whatever, Satan didn't even want to really go to war. It was God or whatever that wanted to, to go to war, blah, blah, blah. But it, it's the real angel, all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's so weird. Like, but if you really dive into it and really compare the numbers between God and the devil, and you're going to see that the devil only killed like 10 people versus the 10,000 that God has, then you kind of see that weird thing where in your brain you're like, hmm, I want to look more into this. And then when you get like the, uh, what are they called? Uh, Satanic Bible, I think. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Anton LaVey's Satanic Bible. Yeah. Yeah, and then you really start to read more. And like, I mean, I had a friend that used to worship that book. Like, like it was uh, his thing. Like every day, he would carry that book. He would read it. Like, even if he read it, the whole thing, he would go back and read it again. Like that's how much this book meant to him. It was it was really cool to see something like that in a way of like how like you were saying one can really get into it, and just like me, right. I mean. I, I got more into the pagan Wiccan thing because I like the idea of a uh, green witch where you can uh, help people by healing them with herbs and stuff like that. Huh. That's kind of cool. Yeah. But, um... That is devil worshippers. I did learn that, too. There's Satanists and devil worshippers are also two different things. Yes. The devil worshippers, which I believe... And I, I might be throwing this right out of my ass, but isn't I, I believe Glenn Danzig, formerly of the Misfits, is into that. And Probably. I think they kind of they they, they kind of get into some Serbian shit. Yeah, probably. I um, not Serbia as a country, but the as, as a film. Oh right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Um, there's another there's another weird name too, but I can't remember how they Luciferian or something. Ah, man, I don't remember the uh, Luciferian. Yeah, maybe that's I the word I'm thinking of. I'm trying to. What think. is it? Mm. Is it Luciferian? Luciferian? Huh. I I've not even heard of that one. Ah, I want to say that's how you say it, or but Luciferian or something. But like uh. I know the lead singer of a band called Cradle of Filth uh, believed in that, if we're even pronouncing it right. And um, I tried looking into that. And I don't I know. Maybe know. I need to drink more. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might have another one, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, when I, when I, was, I was stationed in Okinawa, Japan, and there there's this there's this weird... It's not weird. It's like a underground heavy metal scene that kind of goes on between the military bases. And there was this when I was stationed there, there was this band called Zero Faith, and they were big into the occult. And they, you know, they didn't care who knew it, and they kind of promoted it at their concerts. And uh, I remember my buddy and I accidentally stumbled into a concert once, and it was like a like a full on. It was a rock show, but it was like a gathering of of all these people that worshiped Satan together. And it was, it was weird. I, I, I'd just never been to something like that. Nobody was, nobody was extremely violent. They're like moshing and shit like that. And then the lead singer of the band called zero faith had a pentagram 
tattooed or scarred into his chest, and that was that was kind of interesting. And then there's a lot. Most of the people there were were Air Force, Marines, whoever was stationed there. So it was it was a big military presence. Wow. And I remember going to that club, and now I'm trying to think of what the name of that club is. And I can't remember. But it was outside of Kadena Air Force Base in Okinawa, Japan. Hmm. And that, that, that band kind of lead. they were like the, almost like the, the satanic pastor, if you will. Ah. So pretty much. That also, they, they could have just been promoting their, their band, too. It could have, it might just be all bullshit, and they're, you know, that's a way to get a fan base too but i remember it freaking me out a little bit and kind of being introduced to something i'd never been introduced to before and that was fascinating and a little scary at the same time well i think the best way if you're going to learn a religion such as satanism i think for me anyway i would rather like to talk to the weed singer of behemoth nurgle oh my god that guy would definitely know and be I would like to have him as my teacher to learn about the, the, the Satanism thing because that's all his band talks about is Satanist stuff. But, I mean, it the way he does it, though, is really cool with his albums. Like, he doesn't necessarily, like, try to tell you to worship the devil, but, like, he does it from, like, a way of from the Bible, uh, if that makes any sense. Like, he'll take a certain... Uh, part of the Bible, and he'll put it into the satanic text. Yeah, and a, yeah, the satanic text, which is really interesting. So, I would recommend that for sure. It's uh, Behemoth Band. What so, Behemoth? Behemoth. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. That's yeah, trippy stuff. Oh yeah, and I've actually met that dope dude, and they're from Poland, so. They don't fuck around. Okay, I think I have heard of, heard of those guys. They're pretty hardcore too, yeah, with the metal music. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The weed singer actually had leukemia a couple of years ago too, like four or five years ago himself. He beat it. Yeah, he did beat it. That's good. Yeah, he had, he was working for a uh, transplant for a kidney, I think it was, or something. I can't remember right exactly what he um he he was looking for for the transplant but yeah it took him a while but yeah he uh he had to stop touring when he came back he had a shaved head um because of the hmm. um you know the, the chemo yeah the damage, yeah the, the damage and stuff and i think like when he came back he that next album that they put out called the satanist that was probably the best album that behemoth has ever done anyway so Maybe that. Gotcha, and, and they're 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 kind of re- they're they're a little they're what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, they're devout into that religion. Yeah, like like that's what I don't know. I don't want to say like that's what they believe in, but it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, right. And you, you hear stories of this stuff all the time, and that that's what really fascinates me too. Is you know what what does that guy do for fun on the weekend when he's not? When he's not uh, doing a concert or something, does he go to some, I don't know, far off desert place and worship the devil? Does you know? Does he wear the black robes? What's what is the deal? What is, what what does it look like when when they're not in the public eye or when they're doing their own thing? 
And that's, that's the kind of stuff that uh, makes it, it's got my curiosity. He makes country music in a way, but not just any country music. He, he like, <laughs> he got, don't worship my devil. Yeah, it was like, oh, man, what was their first single, his first single off of that uh, side project he started away from Behemoth, but he still Oh, he's really, he really is a, a country singer, too? Uh, he became one in a way, but he still kept that Satanist thing, like, in the lyrics, though. Like, one was something about, like, the black church, like, come worship at my black church or something. I can't remember. Oh, man, that's going to upset me now. <laughs> we got to remember what this <laughs> is. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, no, that guy that guy knows his stuff. And, I mean, he, he had to... Um, he had to actually start sending, not send, well, he had to put a warning on his website for his, like, behemoth store and stuff because of people getting offended by his, uh, be, because of the it's whole content, huh? thing. Yeah, it's freaking ridiculous. Oh, my God, what is the name of that band? Uh, Man and Me? Oh, crap. I'll, I'll have to check that out. I'm going to have to look up his, um, his stuff and give you the idea of what his other thing uh, is called. I might have it saved. Hold on. You might have it saved. Oh, yeah. here it is. Me and that man. That's his side project. Me and that man. Yeah, that's his side project. And the single that I'm thinking of is, well, one of his singles, which is really interesting, is called Cross My Heart, Hope to Die. And then the one that I'm thinking of is like Black Church. Something about Black gotcha. Church. Yeah, it's really interesting. Those, those, those sound kind of terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely weird though when you hear um oh my church is black. There it is. That's the song title. My church is black. Okay. Yeah. Um it's very different between me and that man in Bohemians, I'll tell you that. Very big difference. But I want to check all this stuff out now. I'll, I'll send you a big, juicy text after we're done, Daniel, with all this information. So there you go. I will take that big, juicy text. And I'll right. love it and care for it. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, is there anything to Dan that... Um, that we haven't really touched on with your book that you would like to touch on. Um, because I'd like everybody to buy it. Yes. I'd like that to touch that. And then I'd like to touch myself. And then, oh, here we go. And then I want to touch you. <laughs> oh, she's the, <laughs> Whoa. We need to. Sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm full on drinking now. <laughs> I just opened a, a big wave golden ale. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Well, I, all I'm going to say is, well, at this rate, we're going to need the alcohol, the lotion, and um, I guess a nice summer camp or something. I don't goddamn know. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, speaking of uh, touching yourself and all oh, that goodness. stuff, one of the interesting things that I got to say is, uh, and I, I'm, I'm really hoping this is like fiction, but then again, this could actually be a possibility too, which is we find out with the smiley devil cult is 
one of the things that they like to do is when they kill and record and edit and upload their sacrifice to the dark web, they like to cut themselves too. And um, do I want to say they crack open a cold one too? Maybe I don't know. They do. They do. They crack crack open a cold one. Kick back, watch some snuff. It's just a it's a good old time. Yeah, it sounds like a good old time to plead that dark ward up there. That's a Tuesday morning where I come from. That's a good time. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, well, that sounds like a Saturday morning over here. Wait, what? Um, hey, have you ever gone on the dark the dark web? Nope. Nope. I, have have, uh, I haven't either. I, I haven't, but I know a lot of people that have. You yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I but, haven't either. I, I, I'm not. I won't play around with that. I, I, no, I don't want to. I don't want to end up on some snuff list. film. Yeah, we don't need another snuff film. <laughs> or no. But from but, what uh, I understand, there's there's a lot of weird shit that goes on on there too. Like watching some of these like real life snuff films, and I know that you can like order. You can have people killed and stuff like that. And purchase your hitman on there, and man, it's just that it's it's oh, yeah. oh, a lot of Oh yeah, you can do a lot of things on the dark web. It's pretty much like the black market, but it's it's more than just that, I guess. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, I mean that's why people would probably tell you if you're gonna go on the dark web, make sure it's like at a library or something. Oh. Right? Yeah, just find like we we all have that friend that we really don't give a shit about. Just go to his house and use his computer. Yeah, just, just, just start going onto the dark web and be like, oh, this is cool, and forget to quote the tab. And then you just watch this guy, like, brain gets splattered all over the wall, and you're like, okay, that was enough. And then you forget to quote it out of the tab and forgot to go incognito without your computer. And then, and then the FBI is at his house. And then now we're all in big trouble. Yeah, and then you hear that your friend got kidnapped the next day. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> wasn't me. Yeah, yeah, it's just something I don't want to be responsible for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't want to laugh about it either. But either, I mean, we all have that one dumbass friend that we don't care for. That's for sure. <laughs> we do. We do. I'm not even going to say his name on here because he might listen. But yeah, uh, no, yeah I, I, I would do that to him. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that? that well, yeah, the joke. <laughs> yeah, exactly the joke. Have you uh, have you seen that movie? Then uh, what is it? Unfriended Dark Web. I think so. Unfriended is that what that is? I've not seen that one yet. I think that's the name of it. I think that's like the sequel to the first one, um, which I hear is not so great. But then again, I mean, if you like watching movies where you're practically just staring at a uh, computer screen throughout the whole movie then yeah I, I mean i guess that's for you i guess i don't know i mean i can't say too much i haven't seen the film so i don't know Maybe more can do it yeah me too but um yeah dan um so the idea though of the satanic panic and stuff like so is there any type of possibilities of uh this was also in a way trying to uh what's the word i'm looking for um like you're trying to 
not only I guess put light on it in a way like of this series, like this real pot, like this real thing that is going on that you're saying like everywhere. But um, yeah, definitely, just kind of get people's minds working. You know, I literally wonder if this is a real thing, if people actually do this stuff. Which I mean, in in extremely rare cases, I think we've learned that people do uh, do this stuff. But um, as far as I, I hope I don't draw any of it uh, towards me. But um, I, I guess yeah, just there is a there's a, a message I guess that goes with it. Um, don't don't uh, don't have three ways with your friends. <laughs> um, no. Uh, yeah, that would destroy every relationship friend you ever had. Yeah, don't worry about it, Daniel. I wasn't even trying to. I don't even remember where I was trying to even go with mine, so it didn't even matter. But like, I guess what I was trying to do, say is something along the lines of like, like you were trying to do a wake up call, but I don't think that's really the right word, and I even wanted anyway. But whatever. Um, no, I just I wanted to make a really fun uh, horror book about the occult and and and. You know, I just, I just wanted to shed some light on on some of the paranoias that we all experience from time to time, and this is something I think that everybody can connect to, and we all wonder about it sometimes. And it's very taboo, but um, I wanted to explore it and make a book out of it, and I, I did so, and I hope I did a good job. I, I definitely love the love the book and the material, and I'm very thankful to uh, Hellbound Books for publishing it, and then doing the the audio book that'll be fun to have somebody read satanic panic to me like a like a night night story <laughs> so that's kind of you should have done the narrative that's where I'm at with that. you should I don't know I don't, I don't i'm very nasally and i can't i can't sit still very long so i don't know if i'd be good at reading on tape i don't know i don't even know if i have the voice for it those guys those uh, voice actor people they definitely got a a, a skill set you you guys could do that. I don't know about you're, that. You know, I, I could definitely see somebody like you pulling it off for sure. I mean, you mm-hmm. definitely got that not annoying voice compared to some of the audio books that I've heard. <laughs> but um, gotcha. Yeah. Do you, you do you do a lot of audio books, or do you do you read them or have them read to you? Um, both. I read them, yeah. and then sometimes I like it when it is read to me. So I guess it depends on where I've I never, am. But... I've never done it. I've never done the audio book. Hmm. I've, I've never listened to one. Well, uh, I, think... I, I know that um, Stephen Weber did the new It. or He did the reading of It for the audio book. So I'm kind of interested that uh, Stephen Weber starred in my movie Farmhouse. And so oh. it'd be kind of cool to listen to him do Stephen King's It because that's my favorite, my favorite book. And you must be excited for the second one. I am. Are you? Did you Did you like the first one? I haven't seen it. Yet, to be honest, you I seen it? No, I have not seen the remake because I kind of like Tim Curry versions. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know. Well, one's a TV miniseries. You got to remember that, and then this this new one is a is a feature film, and it's it's pretty well done. It's very well done. I I've, I've probably seen it six or seven times. Oh wow! Well, from yeah, the, the dude that does Pennywise does a fantastic job. 
Um, and even even the kid the kids are really good too. They have a good rapport, so it's very entertaining. They're 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 pretty funny. So there's a nice comedic angle. It's just it's a good representation of Stephen King's book. Nice. Nice. I'll have to check it out. I mean, when I watched the trailer for the second one, it it, it did grab my attention. So I'm like, okay, maybe I should watch the first one. So, so I guess it. I'll give it a whirl. I will do that. Um, now, Dan, um, I honestly can't think of anything to really say about the book that I haven't really finished it, like Stacy has, which Stacy was hoping to possibly drop in today, but she um she had, dropped out no well she she was not a mister yeah well she had a cookout to go to and she wasn't gonna be going back home so so i guess next time but um fair enough but uh oh man so what are you so how long are you planning on wanting to promote this book and like what do you what do you want to accomplish with your book i should say I'm just I'm just proud of it. I'm, I'd, I'd like to get it out there. Like to hear what people think of it, especially uh, people that are into the horror genre, um, because that's my genre. That's what I love to do, and uh, that's about it. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And um, I'd like it to succeed beyond my wildest imaginations. <laughs> well, I think you're doing a good job from what I'm reading. Um, especially with that three way shit, it's just like, oh, geez, I'm here we go. <laughs> but but it's, like, not a re- it's not a good book without a three way or four way, but there's no four way. But so I get that dog on Some, the street. Sometimes there's little people involved. <laughs> oh, geez, I'm <laughs> uh, well, Dan. Um, so is there anything that you're working on for the future project? I know when we were talking. Um, you couldn't say much about, I think it was a possible sequel to Dit Day. Um, is there any other books that you're planning on writing or are writing or? I'm writing a new book. I'm about, I'm about halfway through the rough draft. So it'll be a long time before I'm done with that. I don't even have a, uh, a title for it yet. Other than it's like, it's, there's a military werewolf and then there's a demonically possessed great white shark. And that's, that's, I mean, there's, there's, there's a linear story in there, but that's, that's where I want to go. So this one's just pure, really just fun in your face. Nothing to take too serious. Just a a really good, fun horror read. Oh, then the title of the film could be, should be called Spank the Monkey. There we go. There's your title right there. Spank the Monkey. Spank the Monkey. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) and you know, I was... <laughs> For Jet White Great White Shark, I just had to say something stupid. Spank the monkey. Um, great White Sharks have dicks. I think maybe they do. Probably. I mean, I think oh, everything goodness. else does. So, um, <laughs> oh, another thing, Dan. Before um, before we wrap it up, too, is you know after we got done last year with the Wake Dead episode. I I started to think, and it and when you contacted us again to talk about coming on here again to talk, it it re came back into my brain, and I know how there was some stuff going on with Wake Dead, Wake Dead Two got shelved and stuff. But let me ask you this: Is, is there a possibility where you could possibly take 
the Wake Dead series that you want, kind of wanted, and actually just turn it into a book series, so that way the story. I would love to do that, but I yeah, I don't, I don't know where where the rights fall on that. I know that because the company that that produced it originally dissolved. I know that in in those cases the script is supposed to go back to the writer. That said, um, you know Lionsgate distributed it. I don't know what kind of rights they retained from it. After Dark Films, uh, you know, they, they, they put it out there too. I don't know what kind of rights they have over it. So I, I had gotten a lawyer at one point and he just said, you know, it's up in the air. I could probably fight for it or whatever, but it was also an, an asset in a court case. So I, I, there's too much going on with that thing to where I don't think from a rights standpoint, I would touch it. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I, was, I just thought. Yeah. But no, I, I would love to. That 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 was my that was my first love. That movie, whether you loved it or you hated, it, I had a great time writing it. And then that was the first time I sold the screenplay. So it was like that dream come true. You know, you show up at set and there's like a hundred people putting lights up and stuff and making your movie, and that was cool. And then I got to see it on the big screen, and that was awesome. Um, so I would love, I would have loved for that thing to go on for like 10 sequels, but I think it's just, uh, I think it's, it's one and done. Well, yeah, I mean, the way the first one ended, uh, you definitely set up a sequel, of course, but. Oh, we, I, I wrote a sequel. I, I wrote and I, uh, I got paid for half of it. So there was a sequel. That thing was going into production. And that's when the, there was some kind of legal battle shit fell apart, the company dissolved, the the movie went away. Oh, boy. Yeah, well, good times. That's, that's already not so fun either, but um, I forgot if I mentioned it the first time when I first talked with you, Daniel, which was like two years ago, but um, Wake Dead was the first film that I actually was introduced to your work, if I may say. So and it grabbed my attention really good. That Wake Dead would probably be one of my favorite eight films to die for next to like Wicked Little Thing, Unrest and the Grave Dancer. So Those so, are all uh those are like my top three as well. Yeah, so I mean stuff. And I remember when Tessa first saw, uh, uh, I introduced Tessa the first time to Wake Dead, she was just like, Well then <laughs> and I was just like, Yeah, this is <laughs> This is who we're going to be talking with. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> exactly. But um, does a dog lick its own ball sack? Hmm. That's the question I beg of you. <laughs> oh jeez. Well, I think we all know the answer to that one. Does he chew on it too? Hmm. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. Oh, so. I apologize that you did already enter it, but to wrap it up too, one more time is um, uh, for, well, actually, first two things. One is congratulations on your screen right uh, screenplay for uh, Ted Score, which I probably need to check that one out because is that different than the Ted Score that I that we have from you? The screenplay oh, the, and the yeah, the it, it it won best screenplay at a couple uh, film festivals last year. Um, so yeah. I was very proud of that. It's, it doesn't have it, it got almost optioned a couple times. There was some people looking at it. It's nothing's come to fruition, but the the I'm pretty proud of the script. And uh, yeah, the 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 film version of that story 
is quite a bit different from the book. And it's just because when you adapt the book into a screenplay, there's just certain certain things that don't that that uh, translate well, and some things do not translate well onto the screen. Mostly Gosh. because you're you know you're dealing in two senses as opposed to five with the writing. You know, in a novel, you can you can talk about what people are thinking inside their heads. You know, you can tell people what they're smelling. All the you know everything and then on on screen you can just you can you see and you can hear and that's it so there was there was quite a few significant changes from the book to the movie nice and the last thing that i can think of too is um uh there can you say anything about the dip day sequel or not really i don't know i would i would love to I would love for that thing to go on for 10 more movies too, but I don't know where that is at either. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cause, uh, well maybe, maybe not. I was going to say, I think that left off for a sequel, but then again, more that I think about it. I oh yeah. Really yeah. Did. Everything is, everything, you know, is left for a sequel. Uh, and so, something's left open. And even if it's not left open, you can always figure out a way to come up with a sequel. And uh, mm-hmm. I would like that to go to, you know, part 10, where, like, the the killer is now just a decapitated head in a, in a jar running around killing people on the moon in the year 3024. But, oh, a, uh, a robotic body. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> or mut- mutant, I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> just do yeah. what they did with Jason X up in space or Weppicon in space. Then Dude, right? That that movie was so terrible that it was awesome. Exactly. X. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else to Dan. But uh, let me see. Tessa, is there anything that you would like to ask Dan? Mm, there's nothing else I can think of. You've pretty much asked him what I would. Okay. Fair Joyce. enough. Well, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate this too. Hey, you're welcome, Dan. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. Uh, so. Thank you so much again for the opportunity too, and you're always welcome on, Dan. I mean, even if we don't, as, even if you don't want to be interviewed, but if you want to talk about a specific movie, um, like if we plan on talking, which we probably will, like a Serbian film later on, maybe you'd like to join us for that. Oh yeah, I would love to. That'd be awesome. Anytime yeah. you're doing that, I, I, you know, we're we're all three film junkies here, and I can talk about horror movies forever till I'm blue in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm I, now known as the horror guy at work. So anybody that needs to see a horror movie, they come to me now at work. So That is yeah. an honor to have that title. It is. <laughs> it is, and then it's just like, well, then, like, what are they into and what are they not into? Like, like do they want something disgusting like a Serbian film or do they not? So <laughs> I, I threw that out there to them, too. I'm like, well, I was like, well, if you're looking for a disgusting, disturbing film, you need to just watch this film right now while it's still in print. Or because it came back into print. So while it's still in print, you might as well buy the damn thing just so you can have it. And that way you can at least say to people that you've seen the damn film. Don't say that That's you right. like it. Otherwise, you're going to be no, you're gonna be looked at differently if you say you there's, like that. There, yeah, there's a stigma that comes with that film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I personally would not the say... The Serbian stigma. 
Yeah, that's another good one. Stig, stig, stigmata. I think that's the name. Stigmata. Of the yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that, that creeped me out back in the day. Oh yeah. Oh, did did I ever tell you? Uh, we you went to Catholic school as well. I think. We, yeah. Did you go to Catholic school? Yeah. Oh well, there. If you can Google this, the oh, the Carl Siege Exorcism of 1860. His name is Carl, last name is Siege, S-I-E-G-E. -E. It's one of the most documented exorcisms in U.S. history, and the guy was exorcised on the on the altar that I was baptized on. Oh, creepy wow. Creepy story. Oh, wow. Yeah, that already it's sounds tough. creepy wow. enough. Yeah, that sounds already creepy enough. But, yes, Dan, um, well, Dan, uh, once again, thank you for coming and, like, uh, yeah, don't be don't be a stranger. You're always welcome on. And for people listening, where can people find your book and keep up with you if you would like them to? Yes, yes. Please check out my work either at danielpcoughlin.com or buy the book at amazon.com or barnesandnoble.com. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm sure there's a couple other ones, but Amazon's probably the best place to, to get it. Yeah, I would. I've been watching Barnes and Nobles, and and what that I thought it was not up yet, so it probably still taking like another few weeks. Actually, you know, there's God. I can't think of it. There's there's a chain of bookstores on the East Coast that has it in the brick and mortar as well. And I forgot. I'll I'll I'll, I'll text that to you. Oh, when cool. I, when I figure that one out. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be cool. I love the the whoever the artist did. I don't know the artist's name yet. But the artist that did the, the book cover, I was very, very impressed with him. So I was very happy. It really set oh, the tone yeah. for that kind of, that B-horror vibe. And that's what I was going for. And I got it. And I'm pretty proud of this. Yeah, you're definitely a disgusting little book. So, and that cover definitely fit the, uh, the atmosphere, I will say. And that's probably one of my favorite covers that I've seen in a while, too. I just, I just like the idea of it. It, it blends in nicely. So. Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me of the old Maniac poster from 1981. Exactly. That's like one that, of my favorite, my, one of my favorite cover arts of all time. Yeah, and it reminded me of another piece of artwork too from um, the Cradle of Filth band called Chronography, where they had a like a half naked lady like weighing on the bed, like with a knife, I think, in her chest too, or bleeding or something. Was she wearing a clown mask? I don't think so. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, all right, Dan. Well, thank you so much for coming. I don't want to take uh, take up any more of your time. And like, no, that's thank you. I, I really appreciate it. You guys up and rock. I appreciate you. It's okay, Dan. You can swear on here, so you're good. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go have my ninth drink, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna pass out, and I oh, feel geez. good about all this. All right. Well, I wish you the best of luck, Dan, and we'll definitely have to. <laughs> And, um, and yeah, don't be a stranger. And Tesla and I think of you as a friend, too. So, so All right. Thank you that. so much. You guys fucking rock. Well, you fucking rock, too, you yes. yourself. And Tesla, right. remember what? Oh, look, uh, check in the mail for those books. Check in the mail? Oh, okay. Yes. I, I All right. uh, the books were sent. They were oh. mailed. All right, cool. Well, thank you so much, Dan, for that. And, um, just, yes, Tessa, what, what else would we like to have the listeners do? And as always, stay, stay scary. scary. Woo -hoo.